Welcome to the Superhero Lifestyle Podcast, where I, Stephen Summers, sit down with my business partner, Robert Rickey, and we talk about how to become successful online. We also talk about how to sell your own branded products globally and so much more. These are the exact conversations that we have all time about how to become more successful in business and in life. So hope you enjoy and make sure to check us out on MarketplaceSuperheroes.com if you're not already a member. Let's go. Okay, we're back with another episode of the Superhero Lifestyle Show. And it's going to be an interesting one today, Robert. You have got a extremely vague title and i look forward to talking about it yeah it wouldn't be like me steve without a very vague title it's uh it's my forte it's definitely well, one of the many way but i would say it's my main forte is uh, is <laughs> um, no I, yeah, I, my, I, I, I didn't know that when i met you i didn't know that when i met you but you've developed it a very very skillfully over the last few years yeah and you've you've, you've learned to appreciate it and come to grips with it so it's <laughs> And you then, you then have had to deal with uh, another skill or bring another skill set to your life, which is, you know, translating that vague title into specifics. Well, yes, I'm very good at that now, thankfully. So let's get into it. Yeah, well, my title today is Open Quotes, When the Needs, Wants and Whys Turn Into a Love Affair. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Um, and let's talk about what does it mean now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good. But I think it's sort of, you know, going back and I'm sure yeah. you had exactly the same thing that, you know, whenever you start off in, in business, there is needs, wants and whys. You know, you, yes, absolutely. you kind of have a, have a need, uh, you know, financially to, you know, to provide for your family, provide for yourself, yeah. just like you would whenever you go out and get a job. But then that kind of turns into like the want of, well, I want to run my own business. I want to do this for my for myself. And then we talk quite a lot about the whys because, you know, the why is very important for you to, you know, to implement all those different things. So if your why is strong enough, as we always talk about, you'll get there. If your why isn't strong enough, it tends to be that you that you won't get there. And I don't feel that we're any different. I'm certainly no different. Whenever I started off in business, you know, my need was to pay the bills. Um, yeah. And my want was that I just, I wanted to do it for, for myself. And, you know, certainly my why was was very strong, became stronger over, over the course of a number of years with, you know, having kids, having family, having commitments, having responsibilities, all of those different things. But uh, it's turned into a love affair of business. It's turned into a love affair of, you know, I now have to do it. I now must do it, not for the monetary side or not to fulfill anything, yeah. but because of every bone in my body, it's now, I love business. I love, uh, I love being there. I love getting up every morning. I love checking in. I love doing, I love progressing it. And I'm sure you're, that you're no different, dude. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's there's no question about it, everybody. From time to time, we all get tired, right? Uh, we're no different in that respect, but it doesn't take away from the love of doing business. And I think that a lot of people, myself included, when I first started into this whole world, I wasn't really in it because I loved business per se. Uh, like you just said, I was in it for me at the time because I wanted to make enough money that I didn't have to work in a job 
and um and, and i could go wherever i wanted to go that was my initial big uh, goal uh, a lot of people will just kind of categorize that as freedom uh, is the the term for that everybody uses and of course then as you get into business you start to well i started to realize that it wasn't really the uh it's not that i didn't want to work because that's the thing too people think that they don't want to work it's actually more so you've not been doing things that you can get passionate about you've not been doing you've been doing things where like you don't see the benefit of the work the actions you're putting in because yeah someone's paying you an amount of money and no matter what you do even if they do appreciate you you're still not going to make more per se so that winning feeling isn't really there because you you can only go so far so what i started to learn as i started working with you initially uh was the thrill of just building something that was really exciting. Um, and it still is to this day, actually, that same excitement is still there of just doing something cool. And then from there, it, it trend, you move on, I think, to just this place of I just like winning. That's how I feel now. I just like winning. I like something, seeing something working. And that gives me massive excitement. So for those of you listening today, that's certainly you're likely where I, where I was when I started, many of you, you know, you're not, you're doing something you don't like and things like that. And you're looking for a way out. And this is definitely a way out, Robert. But like you said, and I do agree, the people that get to the highest levels of success in business become passionate about business as, as, a, as an overarching topic, I think, really. Yeah, and being there and showing up every single day. So you talked about, you know, that freedom thing that people kind of, you know, they look at that as the one the one word, but it's not that because freedom sort of implies something else. You, you do have freedom, but, you know, whenever yes. you have a love affair with business, you show up more often. You show up with mm. more focus. You show up to do more. And then, you know, you talked about seeing things working. That's for sure. So yeah. whenever you see it working, the love affair grows and then you want to grow it as well. So you want to grow the business. And yeah. I feel that in early days, you're very much attached to the pound sign behind the business or the dollar sign or the euro sign. And I was no different. You know, that mm -hmm. that that's pound sign made that number real in my in my existence, in my in my world. And you were trying to raise it because you attached it to, you know, pound notes, physical money and everything else. Then it turned into a bank account. But now whenever the love affair is complete, that pound sign, that dollar sign is not there. The number still exists because that's your that's almost like your score. Right. It's like yeah. your score in business, but it's not directly related to money or capital or any of these things. And I really want people trying to detach themselves from the money element, because, you know, if you bring money into it, then that also has a very negative thing for a lot of people, because whenever you see that moving, others would yeah. see it as being spent or going or leaving. Yes. Whereas all it's doing is moving from one side. It now becomes an asset or a liability. So we got to start mm. thinking about these things of what they actually are, not what we believe that they are. Yeah, I saw something interesting in one of our groups there. Uh, I think it was the mentorship experience group. Uh, someone just came in and said something to the effect of, yeah, like my goal is to make X amount of money so I can buy some sort of BMW. 
like uh, I don't know some some whatever limited edition or something like that I, I don't know too much about I'm not a big car person really as you might have guessed uh, but it was some kind of BMW anyway and I just said to them just be really careful with that because this idea that you're always working to buy just like material things sure if you're a huge car fan okay fair enough that that I get that that's fine I'm not but that doesn't mean other people aren't but I think it's just like it's more so this concept of well, I'm doing all of this just so I can buy material things because the belief is, well, material things are going to bring me a lot of happiness. And certainly having money is great. And I'm, nev I'm never going to say that it isn't neither with Robert because uh, that would be, that'd be bullshit, right? Because it's great to have money. But equally, when you become obsessed with it as the only yardstick like you're talking about there, that is where it definitely becomes problematic. Now, when you don't have money, well, that's all you want because you don't have it. So really what we're saying here is, and it can be difficult if you're just starting, but look to really become passionate about the process that you're in and seeing the thing work initially, I think it's a really healthy way to go. And then as time goes on, it'll become financially more successful and you'll probably go down the line because we did it. Robert, we, we, we took a massive pers personal income out of the business one year and it was fine. We didn't spend in Verticomas most of it, uh, but it ended up, you know, we, 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 it was a silly thing to do. We didn't need to do it, but it was a, that's what we thought. Well, we need to take this huge income. Whereas now we make a lot of money, but we do it a lot more sensibly. And that's the thing too, when you're chasing money, you don't think about, the sensible things to do with that money because you want it all right now because you think that's what it's all about. Like people would say millions in the bank. Well, you wouldn't want millions in the bank. You, that would not be a good place to put millions necessarily. Uh, but anyway, that's a topic for another day. But I, I suppose that's the point I'm really making here. It's like getting passionate about the, the right things, Robert, rather than the wrong things. And there is a right and wrong thing in this context yeah and using you know what your example there is a great example uh, i mean i'm not a big car person either i i've had nice cars over the years i have nice cars now but i'm not i'm not passionate about motors or, and if that is your thing that's absolutely cool as you say steve but you know whenever you've got i like using the analogy of the car because the car needs petrol right so what are you better off getting first are you better off getting an oil well and then the car I would say absolutely, because then the car is not inverted cost, inverted commas, costing you, right? It's not costing you the ability to reinvest in different things. Because when you get something that has like a rust rot depreciate, which, you know, whenever you're starting off, especially, or even in the middle ground, you don't want too many of those things kicking around because they're going to bring your ability to invest down. They're going to bring your ability inside a business growth down which will then bring down that love affair that we're that we're referring to you want to build that up so that your business becomes you know a massive engine or a massive oil field to fuel the car that you have so that you don't have to keep going back to the petrol station and putting more investable money that you could invest into something which is rot, rust rot depreciate or being consumed so we got to start thinking around that way and whenever that shift comes and that shift will come it has to come and that's something you got to work on is you got to turn this 
you know, this want, this need, this why into that love of first team. And I think that's a great example that you just used. Yeah, yeah. And really, like I say, I'll come back to it again because it's worth repeating. When you're starting, that's easier said than done. I get that. Some of you are listening to this now going, well and good for you guys. You've been doing this for a while. You've made some money. I haven't made money yet. And I understand that. But you have to think about, well, where is it you're going to go? Not, as, not where could you go? Where are you going to go? So it's a, a good time to start thinking about these types of things. And when you are successful, because it's inevitable, like Robert says, when you do the right things, how are you going to use your money then? Start considering that now. Start And again, I know Robert's, uh, and, I, and I agree, by the way, not a fan of the old vision boards, because um, I agree, they're usually a waste of time. But if you want to build some kind of vision in your mind of where you're looking to go in the future, if that's important to you, whatever, well, start thinking about that. Like, what will you do when you're making more money than you are right now? How will you behave when your business is generating a lot more money? Because you have to think about that. I didn't early on enough. And like I say, we made some mistakes and we paid a lot of tax for those mistakes. Uh, but we'll share those with people, obviously, as time goes on. But that's the thing. Uh, if, I, if I based all my happiness on money right now, I'd be happy because we'd be making a lot of money. However, however, I would say, Robert, we wouldn't have grown most of the services that we have grown if it was all about just money to us because we would have kept all that money, not invested it because it would have been, no, well, I want the money. I want it now rather than what we have done, which is put this capital in, let it, let it, let it sit in there for a few years, let it grow build these different services and then you'll get a lot more down the line. So it's a, it, it becomes a, a kind of game of um, uh, delayed gratification, as we've said many times in our career. Yeah. And for me, it's like the asset liability seesaw where we all know what a seesaw is. And there's far too many people out there. Their seesaw has, you know, the down part of the seesaw is with assets and the upside of the seesaw is liabilities. You want that around the other way. I would challenge everybody listening today to get out a bit of paper or your computer or your digital notepad or whatever it is, get out your phone and start typing in, you know, what are my assets? What do I have as, as assets? And what do I have as liabilities? And start noting down all the things because assets can pay for liabilities, but they can pay for them a hell of a lot easier and a lot more effectively. So building up your assets first, and then start to bring in some liabilities because, you know, when we are successful, we do want the nice car. We do want the nicer house. We do want the nicer things, but get them secondary, that delayed gratification. And whenever you do that and you're able to align your asset and liability seesaw, believe me, that love affair with business will definitely start to flourish and you will then start to see yourself doing more. Right? You'll be fulfilling more inside your business you will just, as I say, you will just be at one with it and it won't be a thing of working. It will just be a thing of this is what I do. This is my hobby. I go to my business. I look at it constantly. It doesn't matter whether it's a Saturday or a Sunday or a Wednesday night at 11 p.m. It doesn't feel like work because you love mm -hmm. it. You love doing it. It's your love affair, Steve. Yep. So get excited about business, everybody, if you're not already. 
And I think that's excellent advice, Robert. So what started out as a vague idea has turned into a brilliant conversation uh, with a really important message. So thanks, Elaine, for putting that together, Rob. Mm-hmm.